Hi everyone, I'm Pastor Colin. Thank you so much for joining me for the last five weeks of our Lent series. And I know Lent is not over until Easter Sunday, but welcome to our three-week series on living in light of the resurrection on the Living with Hope podcast. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who emailed me, who participated in letting me know what you had given up for Lent. And I hope it has been a good experience for you. I know that there are ebbs and flow in the Lenten season because, you know, it's sometimes really hard to not doing something that you're used to doing. And so I know for those who gave up uh, playing video games, those who gave up watching uh, YouTube, those who gave up giving co drinking coffee, those are hard things because they're a regular part of the rhythm of life that we give up for a certain portion. And so uh, congratulations. You know, what I often find is the key to the Lent is the practice of the Sunday you know, those little mini practices of Easter in light of the resurrection and keeping that ever before us. So I hope it was a good experience for you. And we are not done with Lent. I know we have finished the last Lenten Sunday, but now we're moving into, uh, you know, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ. That doesn't mark the end of Lent, actually. The end of Lent is on Holy Saturday, which happens in between uh, the death of Christ and then his resurrection on Easter Sunday. So just a heads up and a warning if you're like, hey, I'm done because Palm Sunday's coming up. Whoa, just hold on. Remember, we go until Holy Saturday, which happens after Good Friday. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at is we're heading towards Palm Sunday, which is the, the last, marks the last week that we're walking into Holy Week for our Lenten series. And this is a beautiful thing because as Jesus walked in, uh, you know, the triumphal entry when he rode the donkey into Jerusalem and people were shouting Hosanna, it was really this, this beautiful beautiful symbol that Jesus entered kind of the entry into the most uh, glorious um, moment or experience of his earthly ministry. It was this this marking the culmination of Jesus' earthly ministry here on earth. It was this triumphal entry. But also for us, as we enter into Easter's uh, to Palm Sunday, I want to encourage you to think about it. When we start singing Hosanna, when palm branches are raised, uh, waved, we are part of the congregation. We are part of the crowd who are shouting Hosanna. This is kind of our entry into the week of weeks, the most important week in the history of the world is marked by the beginning at Palm Sunday, and we celebrate all that Christ did. It was the culmination of his earthly ministry, but it's the culmination and the pinnacle of our, of our existence that salvation is given to us through Jesus Christ and what he did through Holy Week. And so uh, as we practice, I want to encourage you that, uh, with a few things that I wanted to teach you about Palm Sunday as we kind of head towards Good Friday and just to encourage you with these sort of things. So uh, it uh, starts outside. So there's this beautiful scene where Jesus tells his disciples to go get this donkey, uh, this foal, and it's not being used by anyone. And then Jesus' disciples bring it back to him. But Jesus' triumphal entry started outside of Jerusalem, and it started outside the walls of the city, and it paraded into the city. And uh, traditionally, in a lot of churches, there's that idea that before you enter into church on Sunday morning, it's almost like you're joining Jesus in this triumphal entry. And so on Palm Sunday, there's that idea, uh, maybe if you go to a, a very uh, traditional Anglican church or a Catholic church or, or one of the Orthodox churches, you would experience maybe a Palm Sunday service that actually begins out outside, weather permitting, and would then triumphantly enter into the sanctuary singing Hosanna. And so for us in the evangelical world, what 
a practice that we can do is actually think about our meditations as we head in on Palm Sunday about not just we're right into that triumphal entry. It's Jesus' triumph. And we get to join him in it. We get to celebrate alongside of him. But we do this in entering in with him. He is the one who the celebration is about. He is the one who it all revolves around. And so we enter into the celebration with him. That symbolism of getting into or ready for the week of weeks. And, you know, Jesus was getting ready for what was ahead of him. And that I, that image of the foal and the, and the triumphal entry and the singing Hosanna, you have to understand that when this was happening, for the people to be doing this, that revolution was in the air, the smell of throwing down the Roman rule, because Jesus' triumphal entry mirrors and almost mocks what the Roman soldiers and um, generals would do when they overtook a city, is that they would have a triumphal entry where the, the, the Roman uh, general who was there or the highest Roman citizen at that, they would ride into the conquered city on a white horse ahead of its train of its victors, and the parade route would be marked with people celebrating and throwing banner, uh, throwing confetti, and just uh, over-celebrating this triumphal entry, almost as if this person did it by themselves. And so Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, there's a sense where this is what it was about, um, almost like they were trying to force Jesus into the earthly revolution that they thought the Messiah was going to bring to them, when in reality, Jesus was bringing the revolution of the kingdom of God to earth, and there was a greater victory than we could even ask or think about. And so Jesus, when he's riding in on this full, it's almost mocking the great white stallions that they would ride into the cities once they conquered them as Roman generals. And then he's just coming in and the people, the common people are the ones who are starting this um, singing of Hosanna and, uh, you know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. This is what Jesus entered into this this sense of revolution, but it was it was what happened throughout this. So um, as this happens, people in the city city started to ask, "Who is this? Who is this man?" And this is the question that we're left with after Palm Sunday: is who is Jesus to us? So as we journey our last week of Lent, I want to encourage you to think about this and ponder this as you've given things up, as you you've now come so far in your Lenten journey. And the end is near. It's a, It's going to be, well, it's a week and a bit from this podcast, but from Palm Sunday, it's a, it's a week. Who is Jesus? Because the crowd is singing Hosanna. Um, you know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Uh, you had to think people were wondering, who is this? Who are we singing this about? But then think about his disciples and asking, who is this? When Jesus is washing their feet on Thursday and giving them the new commandment of uh, on Monday, Thursday, the, the new the new commandment on that Thursday. Think about them asking, who is this? What? They're still asking, who is this? So who is Jesus to you? You know, is he just a triumphal king who comes in and, and parades by you and you're going to follow him into glory? Uh, is he the, is he your your teacher, your rabbi, who washes your feet and gives you a new rule of love one another as I have loved you, as he gives to his disciples on Monday, Thursday. Who is Jesus to you as he bears the brunt of our sin through Good Friday and the and the beatings and, and the cross and then the tomb on, on Holy Saturday? Who is Jesus to you? Because Lent has been a good 
and a wonderful practice of setting something aside to seek something better, you know, that, that looking for sure in our life raft of Lent, we are looking towards Easter. But the ultimate question we have to ask ourselves when we live in light of the resurrection is, who is Jesus? You know, is he just a good man? Is he, is he just a good teacher? But who is Jesus to you? And really wrestle with this question because it's the only question that matters this week. Uh, you know, is he your king on Palm Sunday? Is he the, the full payment of your sin for Good Friday? Is he your risen Savior and first fruits into the kingdom of God on Easter Sunday? Who is Jesus? And as we walk the way of the cross, as we walk in light of the resurrection, as we journey through death to life, we have to continue to ask ourselves, who is Jesus to us? Because then as we ask, ask that question, the answer that comes forward is sometimes the, the pricking of the Holy Spirit in our souls, uh, letting us know that when we say, who is Jesus to us? And we say he's king. And then the Holy Spirit says, well, what about this area of your life? Is this fully submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ? And it's not to condemn you, but it is to convict you into that, that confession, that resisting temptation that we've talked about. And, and it's that sweet taste of victory when we realize we can draw even more of our life fully under Christ's authority. You know, who, who is Jesus to us? And we just have to look at, at Palm Sunday itself and, and think about reading ourselves into that story. And, you know, when Jesus sent his disciples to go and pick up the donkey, they were probably wondering, well, what, what, why does he need this donkey? What is this all about? And then it leads to the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday. Or maybe we're the person who has something that is just tied up and not being used for Jesus, like the person who owned the colt and, and said, why are you taking my donkey? And they said, this is the master has commanded us to do this and it's that realization i can there's something else about who i am that needs to be submitted to jesus christ that isn't fully in his control that he it's not being used for his glory and for his purposes yet and this is not to condemn this isn't to convict this is to to free us to the reality that when we live in light of the resurrection it's this beautiful freeing of who we are and giving it over to Christ and seeing what we had tied up and not really used be used for the fullest, the fullness of what it can be. Like that donkey, that was the greatest moment of that donkey's life. That had been the greatest moment of that owner's life when he realized that his tied up full ushered in Palm Sunday, this, this revolutionary moment where uh, Jesus is, is pronounced the king and he must have been beside himself thinking about this. Or maybe you read yourself into the crowd, and when you do this during Easter week, never remove yourself from the whole journey of the crowd. And, and this is what I mean by that. When Jesus, when you read yourself into the story or you think about, where could I be in this? Maybe you're just a bystander and, and you get caught up and you start looking around and people are yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And you start doing it as well. People are grabbing palm branches, laying them down, putting their coats down before him. And you go, who is this? And this, this revelation of who Jesus is and that he's this coming king. But then, you know, the crowd, a little later in the week, they're the ones who start shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, give us Barabbas. And that's where the crowd shifts to the realization that they didn't like the answer of who is Jesus. Well, he was the Messiah. He was the coming king, but he wasn't coming in the way they expected or wanted, but he came in the way that was needed and that we, we desperately needed to be reconnected and restored to God through. And so that's that kind of that shift to the crucify him. To, to, the, to the crowd around the cross 
and, and realizing that truly this is the Son of God when Jesus died and the, and the earth let loose and the, the earthquake and, and the blackness and the tearing of the veil, this realization that this is the Son of God, to discovering him. That's not the end of the crowd because Jesus then comes back to the crowd to his disciples and starts showing them himself after the resurrection. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it's so hard not to talk about Palm Sunday and think about all the implications of what it means that Jesus Christ is our our triumphant king and realizing that we encounter him on the road to uh, Emmaus and just this discovery of who he is or on the shore with Jesus and his disciples after they're fishing and he reveals himself to us and we we are able to say yes Lord you know that I love you as Peter did and, and friends, this is the reality of living in light of the resurrection, is asking the question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to me? And then what does it, what does it mean about me? Who am I in light of that? And, and this is the week where we realize that we are free, that we are right with God, that we are able to love one another as Christ loves us, that we are able to shout Hosanna Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. He has paid the fullness of my sin on the cross. He has borne my stripes, um, the full recourse for my sinful nature. He has paid everything. He is my propitiation. But that he also conquered the grave and was resurrected as the first fruits to God's glory to lead me not just into Jerusalem, but through death to life through the grace and power of God that is in work within each one of us for his glory and for his name's sake, that we can know him intimately on the road to Emmaus, that we can sit beside the fire with him and eat fish and know him personally. And that's the glory of who Jesus is, is that he is the conquering king, that he is our 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 propitiation. He is our, our total sacrifice, but he is also our risen savior and our sanctifier, and he's our brother and our friend, and that through him, we have the right to be called sons and daughters. And that's what it means to live in light of the resurrection, is to be able to ask that question and then to know and to believe that Christ has done all of this on my behalf, for me. It is free gift of grace, it's not merited. I didn't earn it in any way. I didn't earn this through my participation in Lent, but I receive it because of Christ's overwhelming love for me and my ability to receive that love and then to express that love and share that love with others wherever they are at in life on their journey of discovering who Jesus is to them and what that means about who they are. And so that's really what uh, this week is about. So I hope that through, as you approach Palm Sunday, that you think about it as your entry into the week of weeks and that Lent isn't quite over. We got to make it to Saturday so that we can prepare ourselves for Sunday. And we'll talk more about that next week as what does it mean to prepare during Holy Week? What can we do to participate in our final week of Lent? Like with the fullness of who we are. And so we'll chat about that next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with me, email me at colin at mylivinghope.ca. Have a great week living in the light of Jesus Christ, our eternal hope.